What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everybody, I'm your host Mark and joining me today is Gerald. How's it going? Hey everybody, how's it going? Oh, it's going so good. Uh, glad to have you on the show uh, to share some of your 40k brain knowledge with us. Well, yeah, I'm fairly new so I don't know if I have much of a brain to share but I'd be happy to. Hey, uh, new perspective is always good. You know, sometimes when I've just been in it, I miss the obvious stuff. So what 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 do we like nowadays? Diversity or or something <laughs> I've been told to say. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh so you got a story. Do you want to give us a little teaser of what you're uh writing about? Um, so it's a chaos story involving uh Imperium soldiers stuck in the warp. Um, okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, perfect. And it's called The Great Game, dot, 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 of Regicide. So. Yes. When I first wrote it out, I had chess. But then when I learned that, oh, it's actually called Regicide in 40K, I figured I'd make <laughs> that quick little edit to try and correct my foolish heretical mind. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Cool. So do you want to just start reading and then uh, when you get tired, uh, sure. you stop and I'll pick up and so on and so forth. Sure. Let me sip some Fenrisian ale here. Mm. For the nerves, sloppy. And I'll get my uh, I'll get my narrator voice going. All right. <clears throat> the great game of regicide. Marina woke to a dark void, dazed and confused. She held her hands in front of her face, but to no avail. With only pitch blackness around her, she felt around her flak armor and fatigues, noting her ammo packs, bayonet, canteen, and lasgun, all in place as they should be. Ripping the lasgun from her backplate, Arena slowly rose once she gained a sense of footing. Where am I? Her thoughts raced, the dread of uncertainty building in her mind. She remembered Cadia, and who was she fighting? Xenos? No, traitors! That's right. She's with her lover, Grant, defending against a ground assault by traitors of the Imperium. Until what happened? The memory came back to her piece by piece. A shadow of a blast of air, and then nothing. Her head began to ache. It was too much. The memories, the pain, the darkness. 
the unknown. Marina cursed under her breath and circled around with Lasgun in hand, speaking a prayer out loud. Holy God, Emperor, from your golden throne, I beseech you to bring me guidance and vision to see through this darkness. Give me protection from whatever madness lay before me. All at once, her head pounded, bringing her to her knees. Within her own mind, a horrific voice of Legion laughed and whispered to her, Pitiful human, your emperor won't protect you here, but I will if you obey. In an instant, the darkness gave way to a blinding white flash, forcing Marina to shield her eyes. When she opened them, she bore witness to a sight so utterly bizarre and terrifying. Glowing eyes and laughter of unspeakable, feathered, and potential monstrosities surrounded her over top steep, jagged cliffs against the hazy backdrop of blue and gold. The murmurs of others close by caught Marina's attention, prompting her to turn. Other humans, praise the Emperor, Marina lit up with hope. To her left and right, members of the Astra Militarum woke from a similar bout of daze and confusion. Behind her awoke a glorious seraphim of the Sororitas with a jump pack shaped like angelic wings. Ever since childhood, Marina aspired to meet a seraphim, let alone be one. To her right stood a member of the legendary Custodian Guard, clutching his castellan axe and slowly scanning the surrounding environment. Flanking the Custodian and Seraphim were two more sisters of battle in heavy armor carrying heavy bolters. Two members of the Adeptus Astartes stood next to each battle sister, chain sword and bolter pistol in each hand. Rounding out Marina's group on the fringes were two rogue warriors she recognized as the Guitari of the Mechanicus. Marina remembered the stories and accomplishments of these noteworthy figures, even fighting alongside the Sisters of Battle on Cadia. But to see this many in one place almost made her forget her strange and horrific predicament. Unease overtook her hope when she noticed everyone around her sporting armor colored a bright white with highlights of black, red, and gold. Even she discovered her flak armor shone white and fatigues darkened from khaki to black. Marina? Called a familiar voice from her right. It was Grant. Her gaze at her he gazed at her with the same air of fear and dread as her. What is this? Grant stammered, stepping toward Marina before an invisible wall stopped him with a painful zap. Watching him fall with a thud, Marina <laughs> noted the checked, checkered ground beneath her their feet. Broken into squares, she estimated to be two meters across. She stood on a black square while Grant writhed on a right one. Before she could process and react to Grant's pain, a pillar of energy shot from the center of the foggy checkered field with enough force to rock the foundations of the area and surrounding cliffs. As the en energy dissipated, a giant lanky figure emerged. Six wings of differing sizes sprouted from its back, feathered in bright plumage of multiple colors. It dressed in oratory ivory robes, uh, covering the rest of its writhered body. But under withered, uh, withered <laughs> under its withered body, but under its hood poked out a crooked vulture's beak, burned black and uh, dripping with ascetic saliva from its three forked tongues. Bloodshot eyes covered its spindly arms, and as it clutched its staff of unusual shape, glowing with un unknowable power, a spiky tail wriggled around the staff with a mind of its own and behaved more like a feeding tentacle of a squid. Marina shielded her eyes in desperation, knowing the danger of insanity, or worse, if one were to gaze upon the creature of the warp, especially well, without the activation of a Geller field. Welcome, Welcome to my... Oh, go for it. Sorry. Oh, good. Welcome to my arena, mortals, the abomination hissed. You will no longer need your pathetic technology and psychers here. 
for I will take care of you. I even molded my form to something more comfortable for your feeble minds, lest your precious souls burn out with fright. Souls? Mariana wondered, and saw the rest of the white-clad group sharing in her confusion. The demon realized this, too. It sneered. Oh, you didn't already know? Its voice soon trailed into sadistic laughter. You're all dead. One of the Astartes drew his chain sword and activated the weak thrusters of his backpack, soaring high into the air before lunging at the demonic creature. Centimeters away from landing a blow to the demon's disgusting head, the space marine froze in place. Struggling, he fought to grab his heavy bolter with a free hand and fired a shot. The abomination caught the shell in its hand and crushed it with ease. It shook his head and smiled at the helpless Astartes. With the snap of its finger, the space marine's head exploded into a horrifying display of gore, viscera, and bone. The demon stared, admiring its handiwork, before snapping its fingers again. The wriggling, headless body of the Astartes faded away, only to reappear in its original place. The pieces of bone and gibbs floated and congealed together with a sickening squelch, reforming the space marine's head to near perfection. Marina had seen the fearless nature of the Astartes in action before, but she could see through the ceramite armor. The experience left him trembling. All your souls are in my hands, the demon hissed. I offer you a chance. All you must do is obey my commands and play this little game with my twin brother. If you don't, I will not hesitate to make you suffer again and again for eternity while I consume you piece by piece. In a flash, another demon appeared, matching the same physical attributes as the abomination but colored differently. It had dull wings instead of bright plumage, a white beak uh, cloaked in ebony-tinted robes, and a darker skin tone. The demon's wings disappeared and the fog cleared from the field, revealing an opposing sideline with an identical group of Imperium soldiers, but colored in black armor as a perversion of Marina's group. The demon twins took seats high above the checker field, surrounded by onlooking monsters and heretics alike. Let the games begin! The ivory-cloaked uh, ivory demon roared to the cheers of spectators. D2 to D4! Marina Square glowed with a faint tint of blue. She froze in fear, Lasgun trembling in her hands. It's like the games you played on Holy Terra! A sharp whisper came from behind. It was a seraphim. Follow the rules of the game. The Emperor protects. Thinking back to let her history and and the, the games she played as a child. Marina's recollections of this particular game were vague at best, but she followed the Seraphim's advice. She took a deep breath and stepped forward. Her destination lit up in a similar faint glow. Stopping at the square, the glowing faded away and nothing happened. Marina mouthed a quiet prayer in relief. The ebony-cloaked demon screeched in order, and a black-armored member of the Adeptus a black-armored member of the Adeptus Militarium stepped forward one square, facing Marina. She did not know this individual, but she saw the same hesitation and reluctance in him. Back and forth, the demon shouted commands, and each player moved in turn. The time came when Grat moved next to Marina's square, offering her the briefest of comforts. The black-clad Astartes and Sororitas weaved in and around the members of the opposing Imperial Guard at the mercy of the commanding demon twins. The timid guardsman across from Marina stepped forward another square, standing directly in front of her and diagonally from Grant. Oof, oh, I don't like where this is going. E4 to D5, 
the ivory demon commanded with a hint of malicious glee. Grant Square lit up, lit up with blue, while the guardsman square lit up in blood red. What? Grant shook his head. No, I will not commit this heresy. He growled, throwing his lasgun to the ground in defiance. Arena heard an echoing sigh from the ivory demon and the snap of its fingers. Before she could beg Grant to reconsider, a jet of fire erupted from his square, incinerating him to the bone. His gut-wrenching screams of agony perforated across the hellscape of the warp to the pleasure and delight of its cruel denizens. For an entire minute, Grant burned and howled in pain until the ivory demon snapped its fingers again, stopping the fire and regrowing his body from the charred husk he had become. E4 to D5, the demon urged. Frustration trailed in its voice. Just do it, sighed the guardsman in black. Make it in for me. Grant rose to his feet, last gun in hand. In seconds, he returned to his previous form before the fire. Looking back, he saw the ivory demon prepare to snap its fingers again. Without hesitation, he aimed his last gun at the opposing guardsman. Marina witnessed the blast bore through his head between the eyes. His twitching body fell to the ground and slowly faded away to nothingness, leaving traces of blood and scorched flesh in its place. Grant stepped over to the now empty square, stone-faced and silent. Marina lowered her head. Relieved Grant made the choice to play along. The game continued, despite resistance from other players. Each of the demon twins created new, creative ways to torture the souls into compliance until none can muster the courage to defy the twins again. The game grew violent once more. Once more players began to capture each other. Militarum soldiers riddled each other with holes from their last guns. The Skatari sniped away anyone within their line of sight, exploding heads with fragments of brain flying across the field. The Astartes jumped on their prey with a sickening crunch of bones and ligaments before eviscerating the rest with their chain swords, creating geysers of blood. The Sororitas, with heavy bolters, obliterated their enemies into red mist and squishy chunks. The Seraphim of each group proved to be the fastest and with the furthest reach, flying up to an enemy before unleashing a rain of bolter fire upon them. Unlike the rest of the army, the Custodians remained at their post, only moving one block at a time. Marina figured the Custodians to be the primary target for each side. With each passing turn, fewer and fewer members of each army remained, painting the floor of the field with the splatter of blood and viscera. Block by block, Marina and Grant stepped forward at the Ivory Demon's orders. The end of the checkered field grew closer. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What happens if we make it to the end? Grant turned back and asked Marina while a Skitari sniped in the Stardies and rushed across the field. Marina could not concentrate Marina could not concentrate on the question amid the carnage around them. But a memory came to her, a memory of this game with her mother. She answered, If 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 this is like the games on terror, we get upgraded. We can fight back like the Astartes are sisters of battle. If we keep our faith to the Emperor, we may come out of this game yet. Marina and Grant smiled nervously at each other, but it would not last. As Grant turned around, his square lit up in blood-red light, and he faced the black armor and a Castellian axe of the opposing custodian guard. Unable to react, Grant did not perceive or feel the axe decapitate him with a single swipe. Grant's body stood briefly, then fell to the floor with the, while his head rolled to Marina's square. She dropped to her knees in anguish, anguish, mouthing a silent scream as tears welled in her eyes. Desperately, she cr cradled Grant's head to her chest as it soon faded away. 
Metal boots clanked in front of her after Grant's remains disappeared. Marina looked up in dejection to the custodian now in Grant's spot, staring into the eyepieces of his cold and expressionless Aramite mask. Marina dropped again. Marina dropped her lasgun in defeat, ready for the custodian to decapitate her next. The roar of the Seraphim's jump pack broke the silence. With a loud thud, the winged sister landed beside Marina and aimed the bol bolter pistols at the custodian. Check. Marina heard a cacophony of angered hisses and growls from the ebony-cloaked demon. It barked in order, light lighting the custodian's square. The custodian turned away from the Seraphim and Marina in retreat. The de demonic spectators began their cheer and boo of chaos as the game were at war on reveling in the bloodshed and violence of the Imperium's fighting against itself. The Theraphim, Seraphim leaned into Marina and whispered, If you make it to the end, tell that hellspawn to make you a queen like me, and you will be able to move like I do. I will help you along as I am able, Emperor willing. Marina, Marina nodded. nodded. Sorry. <laughs> Marina nodded and focused her gaze on the end of the field, mere squares away. The ivory demon kept the Seraphim close to Marina with each turn also desiring to see her to the end. She looked around to the worn, bloody faces of the remaining guardsmen and other elite fighters, all semblance of camaraderie, if any, existed, long faded. D5 to D6. D6 to D7. Yes, one more block to the end. One more block to ending this madness. Marina's mind raced and clung to every shred of hope she could muster. The seraphim landed on the empty square diagonal to her, scanning the final row for any danger, and turned back with a look of satisfaction. One more turn and Marina could become a seraphim at last. G7 to E8, rasped the ebony demon. What? The seraphim turned in confusion as her square glowed red. The backpack of the last opposing Astartes roared to life, flinging them to the air toward the startled seraphim. She tried to dodge and escape, but her wings failed to start and the invisible walls around her square blocked her in. In a last effort for survival, the seraphim unholstered her bolt pistols and squeezed the triggers to the sound of empty clicks. The, the space marine pounced, knocking the seraphim on her back with his boot, crushing her chest and spine. Unable to scream, the once glorious sister could only wheeze, look into the angry vox grill of the Astartes as he aimed his heavy bolt pistol at her head. No! Marina broke her silence of rage. She did not wait for the ivory demon's command. She aimed her, her lasgun at the space marine and with unbridled hatred and fury. Shot after shot, her rifle rounds phased out through the invisible wall around her block, but she did not care. When her ammo ran out, she struck her rifle at the wall, yelling through the painful zaps. As if through sheer force of will, the psychic wall shattered, and Marina barreled toward the Bemisa Stardes. Instinctually removing her bayonet from her holster, she stabbed him behind the knee of the Marine's power armor, using the momentum to knock his giant frame to the ground. With no ammo to fire, she clubbed his head with the, shock of, with the stock of her lasgun until both the helmet and the rifle cracked to pieces, revealing a scarred and weary face with three service studs above his brow. Marina kept smashing his head and face with her weapon fragments until her knuckles bled. Around her, the square glowed red, prompting a chuckle of odd satisfaction from the downed space marine. Unfazed, he flashed a bloody smile and placed his own bolter and chainsword in Marina's hands and waited his end. Marina hesitated, unsure of the strange gesture. The Astartes grabbed the bolter by the barrel and aimed it at his head, giving Marina a nod of affirmation. Fueled by anger and his blessing, Marina fired multiple rounds to his head. For the Emperor, for Grant, and for the rest of my regiment, you transhuman filth! 
She streaked with each click of the pistol until bloody pulp smeared the floor. Covered in trails of blood and bolter shot residue, Marina rose and pointed the chain sword at the ivory demon. I've reached the end of this field. By your rules, I demand to be made into your new queen. She took deep breaths, tempering her rage. The headless Astartes faded away from beneath her feet. The spectators upon the cliffs murmured and cheered her on. After sliding its spindly claws along its staff in contemplation, the ivory demon chuckled. So be it. A white light surrounded Marina in her square, gently lifting her in the air. If nothing else, she can become that which she always wanted to be. The white light grew in intensity, and electrical shocks coursed through Marina's bloodied body. Why is this so painful? She winced until she looked to her feet to see them dissolve into tiny particles. Wait, what's happening to me? She thought as the pain increased to unbearable heights. Molecule by molecule and atom by atom, her body dissolved in this light with her screams filling the field. Seconds later, the pain stopped, and Marina's vision blurred. When she regained her vision, she saw the checkered field below where a white-clad seraphim stood in her place. No, this can't be right, she yelped. She willed herself to move, but only stayed in place. She felt weightless, yet static, only able to direct her gaze around her. She noticed her body, or lack thereof, floating in the air. Holding together the dim, translucent outline of a human shape, Marina's essence pulsated with a soft blue glow. Around her, the spindly fingers of the ivory demon wrapped and clutched her tight. You have spunk for a human, the demon laughed. I like you. I will let you watch the end of this game as a reward. Forcing her gaze to the field, the game ended quickly. The newly made seraphim maneuvered, as did the remaining players on the field. The ivory demon triumphantly roared, checkmate, prompting all his remaining pieces to swarm the black-clad custodian guard, ripping in the pieces and flinging his remains over the field. Marina stared on in horror, unable to look away. The ivory, de ivory demon lifted her to its face to examine her more closely. My victory wouldn't have been possible without you. I may yet keep your soul for a few more games. Before Marina could scream, the ivory demon closed its fist around her, snuffing out her light and silencing her into darkness. There, he would keep her until the time came to play again. Forever. Oh, wow. Um, do you want to read these author, author notes before we start chatting? Um, sure. Yeah, it was just a... Uh... Just a description of uh what of what pieces what minis I chose for the uh, pieces. Okay. Um, as you can tell, Marina Grants were all uh Cadian infantry or from the Astra Militarum. So yeah. I figured, since there's millions upon millions of uh Astra Militarum and they're basically just treated as like a meat shield, anyways, yeah. it made sense that they'd be the pawns. Yeah, so like you made like an actual or are making like an actual regicide board and pieces and all that, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I think I sent you the picture of uh what I had of the of the pieces. I just hadn't gotten to making the board yet. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um <laughs> man, I like this story a lot. Uh it was very cool. It was very well written, like it came off, it flowed. But just the concept of it, you know, they wake up in this eternal fucking game of chess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think when I was listening to uh, your uh, episode about the warp and how every living being 
everything that dies goes to the warp and just to be consumed by chaos demons i figured well what if some demons decide to have some fun with these souls so yeah. that's where i figured you know take chess and then make it you know t- crank it up to 11 and make it 40k yeah. then here you go yeah no i really like it like we hear often like uh corn servants or whatever they just are forced to fight each other over and over and over too but like this is like a nice way to do it these two demon twins are battling each other yeah I, it's such a cool concept um how right, let me ask you this yeah which yeah. uh which uh <clears throat> which god of chaos do you think these demons work for i would say change you are correct, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the plumage, you did like a very good job of describing it without saying it, um, for sure. Also, it does just like fit into like kind of the, you know, the trickery, the the sorcery of it all, all that kind of Excellent. intellect. Yeah. Um, I really like some of the words that you used to, to describe those, uh, those demons. <laughs> but tentacled monstrosities was a nice one. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was all very nicely read. So, thinking, how how do I describe him without it just being like reading from a Lexicanum article? Because like, because like, even someone in the someone in the Imperial Guard wouldn't know right out of the gate what what these creatures were. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, no, they definitely <laughs> would not have that kind of knowledge. Um, so at one point in the game, Marina she gets she she breaks through that psychic wall. Um, mm-hmm. was that allowed? Do you think the demons let her do that? Was that some t- type of mechanic? Was she so strong-willed that she just was able to? <laughs> what, what was kind of the... I, I really like this kind of plot twist, how that all worked, you know? Um, I tried to make it to where uh, where Marina Square was. It was, a, it was essentially in a place where she would have been able to capture ah. uh, the other player. And so since... Since the Astartes went, he captured the Seraphim, yeah. aka brutally, brutally myrtleized her. Um, the uh, it would have been it would have been Marina's turn next, and so she okay. just she just she basically just tried to uh, do her turn just a little too early. <laughs> yeah, no, I really like that. Like, I I like how at the beginning everyone was super hesitant to join in, but then at the end. Like I thought she was so she was craving to kill that guy so much she actually broke through. Like you did such a good dr- job of twisting these characters so quickly. I really liked that part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I figure. And, and and granted, I wrote this when I first got started into the hobby a couple of years ago, so my knowledge of like the lore wasn't quite sufficient. So I'm that's why that's where I came up with this chess game in the warp so that way if there were any consistencies i could just say it was warp fuckery you know (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um have you written anything else like uh um 40k related no i am working on a space marine chapter uh that will feature uh lorehammer uh people as the captains (laughs) um but that's like just the that's just the concept right now yeah i have the i have some ideas for a necron dynasty because they're they're one of my favorite factions actually uh shout out to eric (laughs) um but then as far as like but i i have worked uh written other stuff before just not uh 40k related so writing's I, I have a passing interest in writing, so yeah. No, it, it it was very nice. I like it, man. You guys are inspiring me, and I'm learning. Like, I'm just picking up how you're transitioning uh, between people talking and people not and stuff. Because yeah, it's just 
I'm trying to learn to write too. So teaching me a clinic here. Well, hey, I look forward to uh, what you have planned for episode 100. So heck yeah, man! I, I recorded it the other day, so it is recorded now. Um, full of all my stuttering glory. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh cool. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I'll be, uh, you know, I will be sure to reach out to you when once I have, uh, you know, once I have some more 40K stories under my belt. Yeah, yeah. So once you have more 40K stories or once you fully finish your chessboard off, we'll have to try to play a game of chess against each other over like, oh, take oh, yeah, a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can grit it out. We can make that happen. So <laughs> Photoshop in some uh, uh, Lords of Change and uh <laughs> have someone create a diorama of the warp and then, yeah that, that, that will work out great <laughs> cool well that was a great episode if you guys want your lore to be featured on the show or want to join me on the show you can reach out at lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com or any other social media for that matter uh also don't forget to support the show whether your story's been read or whether you just enjoy listening don't forget to throw me a dollar on patreon or in the link below there's a one-time donation it's worth it. I, I really do take my time and go out of my way for you guys. You know, people beg for the Imperial Knights. I get down on my knees and I grope and I give you what you I give you what you want. I give you what you need is what I'm saying. <laughs> cool. Well, see you all later. Thanks again for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. See you on the next episode of Lorehammer Listen to Lore. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.